0: welcome to disney animation minute essentials where we are finishing up disney's the little mermaid one minute at a time i'm kester Dorowski.
1: i'm andrew durowski
0: and today we are discussing minute 82 our second to last episode for We're this show. We are so close
1: i say it like i'm really excited to to finish up but it's like it's like like it's it's, it, our eyes are getting wide.
0: <laughs> it's scary. It's exciting. It's This has been sad part of our lives
1: for three years, for three years like, like This is crazy. Yes,
0: we are finally wrapping up a part of of our lives, finally. And this minute begins um with going off of the Disney Plus version, the um additional painting service showing up on, scrolling up on the screen, and it ends with additional uh, Sorry, not the Disney Plus well, version. I was going
1: to say, why are you giving us the Disney Plus version? That's not our text. We use the DVD.
0: No, we want to go with the DVD. So this minute...
1: Well, Blu-ray in our case.
0: The Blu-ray version that we have. It it begins with the additional voices showing scrolling up on our page and ends with technical direction. Okay. So this, this minute is really when things get off because the Blu-ray has... Has credits for things that Disney Plus doesn't and Disney Mm. Plus has credit for things that the Blu-ray does not and
1: we talked about that a little bit before that probably has to do with the edition and the version and like the digitizing and remastering and all that sort of stuff and so totally understandable that a different version or edition of of the product is going to have different credits right I mean a a different edition of a book is going to have different details about publishing and copyright and all that sort of stuff so it totally makes sense.
0: Yes. So I'm not going to go over each of those details as much as- You're like... not
1: going to list off every single difference that exists? Well, <laughs> no. this one says this, and this one has a... You're not going to do
0: that. I'm not going to do that. Okay, good. <laughs>
1: um, what are you going to give us about the credits
0: here? I am going to say that this is where the Under the Sea version, or Under the Sea sc- song that's playing in the background um, mm-hmm. changes to a vocalized version of Part of Your World. Okay. And this is where we have the music credits,
1: right, so which we've talked our... about a bunch, but give us the additional music credits. We talk about Howard and Alan all the time, but I assume that you have some additional details about music for this film,
0: so they recorded at a place called Evergreen Studios in Burbank, so it's really close to where they where where their studio was mm-hmm. but i can't i could not I didn't go deep into the internet to find out more about. The studio, I, I think it's still there, but I didn't find out like the exact work that they were, like the exact arrangement for what they were doing. Right. It does not have any of the instruments listed or like vocalists. Like the, the
1: orchestra or mm-hmm. performers or, it or anything.
0: It does not. J- and E-C, so we don't Red- even know who Radford. makes
1: who makes up the Disney chorus at no. the at the finale.
0: There is a place where it says additional voices.
1: And so that could be singing voices as well as yeah. spoken voices?
0: But it just says additional voices and that's what this minute starts with.
1: So it's really unclear.
0: It's really unclear. And
1: But somewhere someone, maybe someone in those additional voices is a really great harmonizing flamingo. I love that flamingo. That flamingo's it's so voice good. is so good. If you know answer to this, who it is. please
0: let us know. Because
1: that it, it comes in with Sebastian it's so
0: good. It's so good. Uh it has Thomas Pissi- Thierry as the um as someone who worked with it, I think he's the the conductor for okay. the the and someone named J A C Radford or something like that. I didn't write it down completely. I just memorized it. <laughs> uh uh-huh. um,
1: But so they were working with the the yes, music side with of the it.
0: orchestra specifically.
1: Which again, it seems like this was a small orchestra, like we don't know exactly what the setup is because documentaries and stuff for for Disney movies don't have a ton of the background for Little Mermaid because, yes, like you don't document something when you're about to shut it down, yeah, whereas like Beauty and the Beast, we have a ton of the stuff from from the recording space right the the orchestra and the um, the vocal recording sessions if, and all that if, sort of stuff. We have a lot of, of footage on that Howard Ashman yeah, um the Howard, documentary. Howard,
0: the, yeah, yeah. It's it. You can you definitely have more of that versus which is the a others. really interesting and, like
1: distinction because you're seeing like the difference in like the you can you can see the money being spent yes. on Beauty and the Beast compared to Little Mermaid in that in just like the production space and also the fact that they like. Moved production to New York for Howard Ashman as, as he was um, going through his illness um, for Beauty and the Beast, which is that's a that's a crazy commitment and and like monetary commitment and everything. But. um, But I mean, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to I say mean, about all this stuff, like it's, it's amazing that they made Little Mermaid, considering what they had to work with.
0: What I do know and what I have found out is that um and not just specifically with with music but Jody recorded alone she did not record with yeah. with Christopher Daniel Barnes or or anyone else when she recorded her lines and,
1: and 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 her songs
0: and her songs and so she with her songs she didn't have the orchestra and some of the time it was a demo and um and it wasn't like the full orchestra playing for her
1: we should say also we can we can track down um or or there are some of the like demo recordings with Howard singing um songs from Little Mermaid, and it's fantastic it is stuff.
0: Fabulous. It like it's
1: just demos. And I think like some of them I think um Alan is like being extra voices and stuff. Like I'm listening to it, I'm like, I think that's Alan, like yeah. partnering with with Howard to do these demos. Yes. And 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 Alan is like He's the music person more than he is the the like singing and lyrics person. Yes. Right. He's he's making the music and and like Alan sings wonderfully with his stuff. But you can tell it like he is all about playing the music. Yeah. Like he, when he sits he down is. at the piano, he's like, Yeah, I'm doing this along with it, but but he like he plays the piano so amazingly when he does um like medleys and stuff. Those things are amazing. Yeah. Um but hearing Howard do all these like performances for the demos and and knowing that people are copying off of him. Yeah. Really fantastic.
0: So along with, because we obviously have the credit for Hallen. uh, (laughs) For Howard
1: Howard and and Allen.
0: I'm surprised I have not made that mistake before. (laughs) Um, For Howard and Allen. But along with them is someone named Robert Kraft. Mm -hmm. And then there's also someone listed as Robbie Merkin. And he, I can't remember what he's listed under. Uh, ha- I feel
1: like I remember him from the from the opening credits too. Yes. I think his name shows up.
0: But he, I'm assuming, was brought in by Howard and Alan because he worked with Howard and Alan on Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. So, thought that was worth noting there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I really have to say about the music, though.
1: Okay. What do you have anything else on other credits before we go into the the extra material?
0: Um, I did have uh, two things that didn't have to do with the credits. So the budget for this film was forty million estimated, and it grossed worldwide two hundred eleven billion dollars.
1: Sorry, not not billion I'm million like, 200 dollars. Two hundred billion dollars 200 is an dollars. Awful I wrote
0: too many zeros there. <laughs> hundred million
1: dollars. <laughs> Um, and, which is um, a pretty solid return on investment. It's not the greatest ever return on investment that I've seen, but it is better than a lot of films do.
0: Yes, and uh, opening weekend was six million, mm-hmm. and domestically it was a hundred and eleven million. Okay, and so that is really like like they over... they, they really went above over there. Yeah, their even budget. just the domestic, they yeah.
1: they they did really well. Yep. Um. Cool. What else?
0: That, that was it.
1: Okay. Just that's all you ones. got. Then, um, since we've been talking about the the music and like the Broadway and all that sort of stuff, let's talk about the Broadway show of The Little Mermaid, which I have not seen. I've never seen anything on Broadway, but you have seen it. Yes. So you get to talk about it. Some. Kestra has seen so much more about The Little Mermaid than I have.
0: <laughs> well, I grew up in Virginia and uh, in a musical family, and so we took that six to eight hour drive at least once a year to new york sometimes Mm -hmm. it was every other year i mean when you're
1: when you're on the east coast you have the opportunity to do that that's yeah that's one of the things and i'm i grew up in in the mountain west and there is just not that kind of opportunity some things tour up up around salt lake city and some things do not yes um and and i've never um had the chance to do it and and like engage in that sort of stuff so you're you're fortunate to have been in the area and and with a family that made that commitment and that priority
0: mm-hmm. yeah. to go up there. So we we went up there fairly often. Sometimes we had family that lived up there, and sometimes we had family that visited fairly often. So we would just make that trip as often as we could. Though I haven't been since 2013, and it's been a while. But and I miss it. Um, what I remember about seeing that when I saw the film, the musical, I went with my family and my brother was probably I don't know five years old, maybe <laughs> maybe- maybe six, and whenever and he was sitting between me and my mom, and he whenever we would clap after a song or when or whenever there was clapping or or anything he would um grab both me and my mom's hands and just slam them down and say no clapping uh and when they kissed uh he he like was like no that's what I remember about seeing it. I do remember Okay, also, but what
1: about the show? Yes.
0: The costumes <laughs> mm-hmm. are very strange. Have you ever seen a, co- a I've, picture? I've of... seen
1: pictures. You've shown me pictures yeah, of the costumes Yeah, where, where stuff. it's... So they're... they're they're wearing heelys to get around the stage.
0: Yes, they're wearing heelys to get around the stage.
1: And then Scuttle, well, they is Scuttle one of the seagulls, or is it just other seagulls?
0: It's yeah, Scuttle's there.
1: Okay, Scuttle and the other seagulls yeah. have like plaid vests and he's stuff. Kind
0: of, he's kind of the head of that troop. Okay. Um. Yeah, they have like plaid vests, and I mean their costumes not that weird though. Like it still looks. a little I, odd. I found
1: it a little bit off putting when I saw pictures of it's,
0: it. I don't think it's as odd as the mermaid costumes. Okay,
1: so, like, they're on Heelys, what, so what's going on with their tails?
0: So, they have, like, you would think that would just, like, be, like, a tail all the way down their legs, but it's not. No, I
1: would assume that, it, I don't know why I'm thinking this, Is it? but is it, like, it goes down their legs and then it also, like, sticks out behind them? Yeah. So, it does both.
0: Um. So, like, it seems like it's, like, supposed to represent water as it keeps going down? I don't know. That's Because weird. then, like, when it gets to about their their mid-thigh, it just, like, swoops out behind them and there's a tail right behind right out behind them
1: okay that does seem kind of weird
0: it's very weird um king triton i can't remember what sebastian's costume is like um so it must have not been that strange to me okay king triton was originally played by norm lewis Mm -hmm. who is a black actor um and they also had titus Burgess. is that how you say his name i
1: have heard it Burgess, Burgess, Burgess,
0: yeah, Titus Burgess, and he was. But Sebastian. I could be, I could
1: be totally yes, wrong. I, that's what I thought it was, but. And I, he was. I, Sebastian. I think you're
0: right. And he was played. He played Sebastian. We had Sarah Boggus as Ariel, and Sherry Renee Scott as Ursula. The first two flounder actors that they had grew too tall, <laughs> really quickly, and so, and so they, they had, had to replace keep changing them. out flounders. Yeah.
1: Now but there's a different so not the ursula that you saw there's a different ursula that i've heard of as like like the broadway ursula so right so
0: she so heidi blickenstaff mm-hmm. um later portrayed ursula after sherry
1: okay um and i've heard her i i think it was recommended on a different podcast i think disney movie hour recommended they're like she is a great ursula and so i looked something up and and, and she was like really really good i i like movie ursula best i don't personally. remember
0: who i saw as ursula or or any of any of them it was only a, i think it was like a two to three year production hmm. so it wasn't that big of a or that long of a production
1: right and and you would have had a few different people in in different things apparently a lot of flounders
0: yes a lot of flounders they, at why, le- why they always had it least least got too tall two, uh it got taller than ariel
1: i don't see that as being a huge problem but i don't know i (laughs) Um, guess
0: they they always had at least two different flounders because they were often kids who were in school and whenever they have yeah so they've got to rotate stuff multiple um at a time
1: okay um what is your favorite thing in the broadway show that's not part of the movie she loves me what
0: Or, or not she loves me um she's in love the song, the, the song she's, the in love. she's in love.
1: I, I love that song on the album. It's
0: it's really awesome, and they have Flounder singing, and and it's it's a really fun song. I also like the um, the quartet "If Only," mm-hmm. that that has King Triton, Sebastian, Eric, and Ariel singing. I really like that one. Um, I did note a couple things that they don't have in the in the Broadway musical. Oh,
1: okay. So there's things that are in the movie that aren't in the musical. Like yes. what?
0: Um, So instead of a necklace, it's just a big Nautilus shell. Um, They also have no Vanessa. There's no Vanessa. Okay. That seems weird. Instead, there's just a contest for all the ladies in the town uh, to sing so that Eric can find that voice. The the voice
1: that he's looking for.
0: Yes. There's also no Max.
1: (gasps) That's a crime.
0: That is a crime. Max
1: is the best.
0: And Ariel kills Ursula, not Eric.
1: Does she drive a ship through her?
0: I can't remember how she kills her, but she does yeah, it Ariel That's kills her. That's intense. Yes. And Ariel Ar- 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 doesn't get her voice back until after she's turned into a mermaid, not before she turns into a mermaid like in the film.
1: Okay. So, a, a couple of differences, but not too crazy.
0: Not not too crazy. Um in the European and I think the Sacramento productions, Ursula uh there's there's mentioned that Ursula had killed Athena.
1: That Ursula killed Ariel's mom. Yes, that's weird.
0: That is weird, right? I mean, but that's not in the Broadway version, so it's not okay. in the So it's in not the no, actual like version. the album like, or
1: anything that I yeah. would have heard.
0: But though, and there's also no glut. There's no shark chase.
1: I think that's fine. That yeah, that's I'm okay with that one.
0: But uh, other than that, um, there's not it, like that, it follows the basic it story follows the basic and everything. Story and and everything. Oh, and Under the Sea happens after King Triton destroys the ariel's grotto
1: that feels like a weird transition it does right it, like it is like a shifting very that position strange, seems seems yeah. odd because like the way it is in the movie like the the pattern and order in the movie like makes a lot of sense and so it seems like it would be weird to see that in a different order like yes how are you going to have her you know in her lowest state go to ursula if you have that peppy beat and maybe it's like okay but that's not working for her but it still seems weird to have that in a different order. Mm-hmm. That one that one seems odd.
0: Yeah. It is. Any other stuff? No, it was a really good production when I saw it um and I really liked it apart from the costume issues I had, but um I I thought it was really well done. Though I think the movie is probably better.
1: You you like the movie better?
0: Yeah. I like some of the songs a lot, in the. Um, which reminds me that instead of Howard Ashman, because he had passed away, they right. had Glenn Slater um, do some of the lyrics.
1: Okay. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We're part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There you can also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all the Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. We want to thank Scott Tofty and Nick English for our music and our artwork. And until next time, listeners, like, next I one's going to be the last one. Thank you for making us part of your world.